teaching lesson tonight so we can align ourselves with the Word of God and thus you can be blessed. Amen. Amen. And there's many that can testify in this house tonight about the blessings of God in our giving. God just gives and gives and gives to us. It's amazing how God blesses us. But tonight, I want to teach on tithe tonight because I believe we need to hear about tithe. I believe we need to teach about tithing. And uh, let me say before we start, we have an excellent church and we are having no issues with the tithe thing. Uh, the majority of the people in this church are tithing and giving very faithfully. So I'm not uh, teaching tonight at a problem. I'm teaching tonight so we will have instruction so we'll know why we do what we do. And for those who may have not really understand, maybe even doing it, but not even understanding why they're doing it, tonight maybe it will help them to understand why you need to do this and giving and tithe and stuff. And, and the Lord's really blessed as a palace praise. We've been setting some record offerings and giving around here at the palace of praise, and uh, it's all because of God. We can't give anything that God didn't give to us. Everything we give, it came from God. So here's some things. Here's the perspective of tithe for some people. Some people view it as taxation, like a sales tax or a property tax. That's how some people view tithe. <laughs> Others feel it is non-essential or an Old Testament practice. That's If you talk to people, that's some of the things you'll get, oh, that's just a taxation. That was an, a taxation of the Old Testament, and that's all it is and stuff. Um, tithing is more than a tradition or an Old Testament practice, folks. Tithing is more than just tradition or an Old Testament practice. It is not a tax. It is not a tax. And so get that out of your mind there. Tithing is a Bible plan originating before the law of Moses. It was incorporated into the law. You will hear people say this, oh, that was just the law of Moses. Tithing was the law of Moses. And so when the law of Moses was no longer uh, necessary because of the cross of Calvary, then we no longer need tithing, folks. Tithing was before. Tithing was before Moses. So thus, it definitely was before the law given to Moses <laughs> because it was even before him. So it did not start with Moses and it did not end with Moses and it did not end with the cross of Calvary, folks. So there are some questions we need to answer. Here are some of them. Uh, what are tithes? Is what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, where and to whom should the tithe be paid? And another one is tithe biblical is a biblical practice. Is tithe a biblical practice? And the answer is definitely yes to that. Would you turn with me to Malachi chapter 3 and we'll look at verse number 8. Somebody want to be bold enough to read those verses for us tonight? <laughs> Go ahead, Brother Anderson.
We're going to look at this later a little more in depth. Just read this to lay a basis before we go forward tonight. Uh, verse 9, I want you to pay close attention. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. And we're going to look at some principles God established in his word. Look at this. Will a man rob me? Was the question. Does anybody know who is speaking here? Will a man rob God? Guess who's speaking? <laughs> He's saying, hey, will a man rob me? <laughs> this is God. Look at this. Yet ye have robbed me. Ye have robbed me. Now, I'm just going to let you think about that just a moment. Let me put it this way. Tithing is not an option that you can choose to do or not do. It's a mandate from God, folks. Now look at this. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? We haven't robbed you, God. We've taken nothing from you. And look at what he said. In tithes and offerings. Full package. Tithes and offerings. Is this not the word of God? It's definitely the word of God. And we're going to get into this a little bit more tonight because I want you to be blessed. And I'm going to tell you, anybody in this house that has faithfully paid their tithe can witness that God blesses those that faithfully pay their tithe. I'm, I'm not just making stuff up. I can tell you he is a good God who provides. I know the Hendrickson's faithfully paying their tithe, and God provided them with a home. Sister uh, Alverson, uh, she came to me and said, I'm not pastor, I'm going to pay my tithe, but man, I, I don't know. It's getting really tight here, and I need a car, and the car's breaking down, and what do you think? And I said, well, what do you, what's the word of God say, sis? Well, pay the tithe. She's, I know, I know. She paid her tithe, and then it's not going to happen to everybody, but then she ended up with a, practically a brand new car. What, she would never have been able to have gotten but I wonder if that would have happened if she would have said okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal from you God and I'm going to save this money I'm trying to tell you not just her but there are so many people in this house and we're, we're going to talk about it has been truly blessed by giving but let me make it very clear we don't give to get you don't give and say okay now I'm going to expect it to be returned God tenfold hundredfold right here in my hands then the attitude with which you gave then was incorrect. Because we do not give to get. We give because we are obeying. It's simple obedience. Then what God does is in his hands because he's a just God. Can I hear an amen? He's a just God. So then whatever he chooses to do then is right. Because God does what is right and he does what is best for us, church. So this is what he asked. Now, and I want us to go back and see where this tithing was given before we even got to Moses. So here we go. Uh, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the most high God which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hands. And Abram gave 
him tithes of all. Now, folks, we're not talking about Moses. <laughs> we're talking about long before Moses. <laughs> this is Abram, folks. This is before Abram was even changed to Abraham. This is Abram. And he's talking right here, tithes of all. He's giving them, he's paying tithes before there's any, any law given to Moses. Any law given to Moses. It's important you remember, because this is, you will hear this. If you ever have somebody tell you, tithes not forced, they will bring up the fact that it was the law of Moses. It was never the law. It was before the law of Moses, folks. Now look at this. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was, unto whom even the patriarch Adam gave the tenth of the spoils. Now where is that? That's Hebrews. Oh, wow. Hebrews 7, 2 through 4. Hebrews, what? You know what? That's New Testament. Do you guys know that's New Testament? But guess what? Now, did you see? The Old Testament said this. He gave tithes of all. Do you guys see that? But then when we get over to the New Testament, he says this. He gave a tenth of the spoils. You know why he said that? It's because simply tithe means a tenth. And the, the word of God, it gives us clear definition then of tithe because it defines it inside of the word of God itself. Because the Bible clearly says he gave tithes of all, then it comes around in Hebrews and says he gave a tenth, which was a tithe. It's defining what the tithe was or a tenth. So tithe means tenth. That's the reason why he gave, he gave him all, tithe of all. Then Abraham gave a tenth part of all, and then Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Do you see that? Tenth. What was he doing? Paying tithe unto God first. And we're going to see this in the word of God. God set some real strong principles, and perhaps you may have not even con kind of connected them all together. But I'm going to tell you what, God wants us to pay tithe. And he blesses us when we pay tithe. I guarantee you, almost everybody, and I'm not going to say everybody, but 99.9% .9 of the time of us in this house, at some point in your life, if you've lived for God very long, there has probably been the temptation not to pay tithe one time. Now, some people, I know they're the next level and probably didn't, but sometimes it crosses your mind that, because Sister Alfred is not the one who had those thoughts. Some of the rest of us had that thought saying, okay, God, listen, you know, I want to eat. And, and we're really close here, God, and, and, and I want to kind of, because that's our human reason to try to reason away obeying God's word, whether it's tithe, living holy, it doesn't matter what it is. And we struggle with those things, folks. But I'm here to tell you, you better be faithful to your tithe because God returns to us however faithful we are to him. <laughs> you want him to, whenever he feels like it, <laughs> give to you, then you treat God the same way.
and that's what you get back. Here we go. And Jacob vowed a vow. Everybody say Jacob. Jacob, folks, saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. Now, he, he's, he's talking now. He's making this vow. This is Jacob talking. He's making this vow. Look what he, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. He's talking this is, this is Jacob talking. This is not God talking. This is Jacob. He's, he, he, uh, excuse me, he's bargaining with God is what he's doing. <laughs> Says he's making a vow, but what he's trying to do, he's saying, okay, God, listen. Now, if, if you'll help me out here, here's my plan here, God. You know, you, you'll be my God if you help me out here and don't let my brother, you know, and all these things happen to me. You know, God, you see the whole thing going on here. That's what he's doing. But look what he does. And this stone which I have set for a pillow shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give. Tells God, he said, I'll pay my tithe. It's <laughs> exactly what he's saying there. And folks, do you know who this is now? This is who? Yeah. Now who came first, Moses or Jacob? Jacob, again, now then, folks, Jacob is talking. That means tithe was something they were doing already because he says, I tell you what, God, if you bless me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay my tithe. He didn't just create that at that moment in time. It was something that had already been, they had already been doing was paying tithe. It was already a practice that they were very well aware of it and that's the reason why Jacob used it said, I'll give you a tenth because it was already something that somebody, let's see, who was that somebody we read about a while ago? Uh, what was his name now? Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, that's who it is. His grandfather had paid his... Uh-oh. Oh, my. Was Abraham blessed? Was Jacob blessed? Jacob learned from his grandfather. And dads and moms, we're teaching our kids. If we decide that we don't think giving to God's important or any of the other things, things I taught on Sunday morning or any of these things, if we think they're not important and we don't practice them, then we give a message to our kids that they are not important. And, and we, it's the same with giving. If we are not giving to God and our tithe and offerings and, and giving to God, then our kids will learn from us and they'll say, well, it wasn't important enough for dad or granddad to give, then why in the world should I be giving? Jacob would have probably never said these words if Abraham had not been a man that was giving to God. Come on. He affected him, folks. And we affect, hey, we affect our kids, but we also affect this whole entire church through our giving. Again, I'm not asking anybody to get, matter of fact, this church is doing really super well. Almost everybody in this church is paying their tithes and giving offerings. This message is not trying to, oh man, you're in trouble. That's not what this is about. I'm trying to teach us some things. Our kids definitely need to learn this stuff. And they need to hear it from their pastor that we need to pay our tithe. Can somebody say amen? 
We're going to get into this. Jacob tithed. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. <laughs> it's the Lord's, folks. It is holy unto the Lord. What is it? The tithe, the tenth. It's holy unto the Lord. It's God's. And we're going to look at some principles here. And if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithes, he shall add thereto the field part thereof. And we won't get in that tonight because that's going to probably muddy the water for some of you. And concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passeth under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Holy unto the Lord. He shall not search whether it be good or bad, neither shall, be change, shall he change it. And if he change it at all, then both it and the change thereof shall be holy. It shall not be redeemed. Tonight I'm not going to muddy the water with explaining all that right there. Some, someday we'll get into that. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. Commanded. It's a commandment, folks. He didn't say it's optional if you want to do it. He commanded them to what? To give a tenth. To give a tenth unto the Lord. I'm going to tell you what. Again, I have been blessed by simply obeying the word of God. Over and over and over again. Is time scriptural? <laughs> You're going to have people, I've heard, I've, I've debated with people over this. I've had all kinds of stuff. I've talked to people and just scratched my head walking away. Seriously, okay. I found out you can reason away anything if you want to. If you have a mind to, you can probably reason away everything in your own mind. But it still don't take care of the problem because the word of God's not going to change for any of us. It's there. It's just the way to, so is tithe scriptural? But unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation, shall ye seek, and thither thou shalt come. Now we're going to go through a series of verses to explain the, if, if tithe is scriptural. And this is the first one we're starting with. It's important that you caught that. And thither ye shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifice and your what? and heave offering of your hand and your vows and your free will offering and the firstlings of your herd and of your flocks. Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verses 5 and 6. Now then let's go into another portion of scripture. Then there, now I put it in red so you can see it. Then there shall be a place which the Lord your God shall choose to cause his name to, to dwell there Thither shall ye bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifice and your tithes and your heave offerings of your hand and all your choice vows which ye vow unto the Lord. That's verse number 11 also of De Deuteronomy chapter 10. Listen to me. Tithes were to be paid in, a, in the place God designated, not anywhere Israel wanted to pay them. And I got more verses than those. But he designated, he said, this is going to the place where I do it. And when I designate this place and put my name on it, this is the place where I want you to bring my offerings, I want you to bring my tithe at this place. 
You say, why is that important? I'll tell you why, because you have people, and I've dealt with them, even myself, who make this statement to you. Uh, well, here, Pastor, you know, I paid my tithe, but I felt like they needed it, so I gave to them. And you think I'm making that up, that's, that's and I'm not trying to be offensive to you. I'm sorry, I'm just correcting your thinking right here. I'm sorry. But you were wrong. You don't get to choose where you put it. He chose the place and said, you bring it to where I tell you to bring it, and you do what I tell you to do. I can say, well, I like this charitable organization, so I'm going to give my tithe to them. I've got a tithe, but I'm going to give it to them. That's not what God said. God said, you do it according to what I tell you to do it, bring it to where I tell you to bring it. That's what the word of God was. Can somebody say amen? That's the way God wants us to do. We have to do it by God's way if we're going to be blessed. You have to. You ready? Deuteronomy 26, and you're going, man, that's a long reading. Yes, it is. So get your Bible. Here we go. I want us to read Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 11. <clears throat> Don't tear those verses out of your Bible. Just leave them in there. Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 11. It's, a, it's important because you have to understand God establishes principles in his word. And when he does, he follows those principles. That's the reason at times people say, he did not say, thou shalt not this. Yeah, but let's look in the entirety of the book where he established principles which make it very clear that thou shalt not this. It's over and over we find that in the scripture. But I'm going to show you some principles that God lays out in regards to tithing. Deuteronomy 26, let's do 1 through maybe 5 for somebody and then 6 through 11 for somebody else. Can somebody help me? Deuteronomy 26, 1 through 5. Yes, go ahead, Desmond. Now, did you guys catch that? Verse 2 says what? Giveth thee. Because in verse 1, he said, The Lord thy God giveth thee an inheritance, and possesseth it, and dwelleth therein. Now, you're going to read on. You've got to get this. What he's telling them is, there's first fruits. There's first fruits. Everything you're going to get, I'm going to give to you because it is what I am giving to you, not what you're winning through your battles and your fights and all those things. Everything you're getting is going to be a gift from God to you because Israel, you don't have the strength or the know-how to beat up all of these ites that are here and run them out of this country. You don't have the power to take down the walls of Jericho. You can't do all of this. But I tell you what, I'm going to do it. But when I do it, you, have to, you then have to realize who did it. I did it. Everybody getting this? Because it's a principle God is established here. Go ahead and read the rest.
6 through 11, someone, please. Thank you, Brother Burton. Go ahead. What's that? What? Wait, wait, what did you say? Hmm. Say, is the God of the Old Testament the same God as the God of today? And we're going to look in just a moment where you read that verse where it says he does not change. It's interesting looking at the context of where it says he does not change. We're going to see that in just a moment. You may be a little shocked. First fruits are devoted things and belong to God exclusively. He has sets forth a principle, folks, in his word. We read it. We read it more than once in this portion of scripture alone where God says, I want the first fruits and not the leftovers. He's establishing a principle. Let me just pause and say, that's the reason why we don't take tithe off of the end. We take it from the beginning. Because it's the first fruits. How did he, why did he say we, he, he deserves these things? Very clear. What did he say? He says uh, in verse number 10, And now behold, I have brought the first fruit of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me. And now verse 11, And thou shalt rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given thee and unto thine house. You have nothing. You have nothing that God did not give you, folks. There's nothing you have that God didn't give you. Everything you have is God's. And he's saying a principle. He says, I want to make sure you understand. You need to give me the first fruits and not the leftovers. And it's not just in tithe. It's in our lives too. We don't just give God the leftovers of our life. We should give him the best of our life. Give him We should serve God with quality, folks. Now look at this, ready? Pray, paying tithe and giving offering for Abraham, Jacob, and the Israelites were an act of worship. Because look at the verse there. It said, he, what, in verse number thing, and thou shalt set it before the Lord thy God and worship before the Lord thy God. 
You look when Abraham did it and when Jacob did it and when Israel did it. What was it? It was worship to God. It wasn't a grudgery say, oh my Lord, God, you're taking another 10%. My, aren't you? You're rich enough, God. You don't need my money. You know, it's just saying, seriously, God, and begrudging and coming down there and just putting it. If you're begrudging it, folks, you, you, it's not doing you any good because the attitude is just as important as the act. You put it in, but the whole time you're wishing you'd never had to bad to put that money in there and you bad mouth. Folks, you well as to keep your money because it's, you're not going to get blessed because it's attitude along with our actions that are going to bring about the blessing of God. And that's what he's doing here. It was worship. When we give around here, it's not just, oh man, I've got to support the church again. I'm just doing my duty and supporting the church. No, you're worshiping God, folks. It's worship God. You ready? Spiritual people will sing and worship and praise and testify and, <clears throat> and tithe regularly too. <clears throat> no, they're spiritual, but they just sing and worship and, and they pray and they praise and they testify and they do those things. Yeah, they also pay their tithe regularly. <laughs> Folks, we got scripture on tithes as much as we do on worship and praise and singing and stuff. It's in the book the same. It's God wants us to do the full package. And can I tell you, you ready? <laughs> Tithe can really reveal the heart. More than dancing up here and more than singing up here and Seen people, they didn't mind coming and singing and dancing, shouting, rolling in the whole nine yards, but you couldn't get one penny out of their pocket and tithe. <laughs> Woo, this is good stuff tonight. I told you, we don't have a problem here. Uh, most everybody in this house, so why are you looking so down in the mouth? You guys just smile at me a little bit. You're scaring me here. I mean, we got a good church. You're giving well. I'm not, say, I'm not getting on anybody. We're not in my bedroom and anybody getting a spanking tonight. Everything's all right here, okay? So it's all right. Look at your neighbor and say, I still love pastor. <laughs> Why? I'm trying to get you in a place you can be blessed by God. I'll tell you what. We give. It's amazing to me. We give, and the next thing you know, I get a check. I got a check today in the mail. Or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. My wife brought an envelope and gave it. I wasn't expecting that envelope. But it was about $100 less than the money I gave as an extra money to, uh, to, the, uh, uh, the, to the women's offering deal. Mother's Memorial. I wasn't expecting that. What are you saying? That I didn't expect him to be giving that back, but that's how God operates. The next thing I open it, whoa, that's nice. I'll take that. That's good. Thank you, God. Amen. I'm just it happens all the time. We give, and the next thing we look around and say, where'd that come from? It just happened, it, it, it just happened yesterday, didn't it, too? Because yesterday, we did our fireworks stuff, and we decided, okay, we're going to give more this year for try to make sure we step up every time when we give offerings. So we've been doing that. So we've been doing that out of our tithe. We've been giving more money to make sure we get our offerings up because we want to increase every year. I think that's what we're supposed to do. If we're going to progress, we're going to move forward because I believe that's what God wants us to do. So we did that. And then yesterday we got a check for, was it $3,000? I think it was. It's like, where did it, why did they send this to us? 
Why'd they send us the $3,000? It don't make any sense. Well, it does make sense because you can't outgive God. And when you do things, you're going, where in the world? That, why are they getting? They already sent us the check. Why are they sending us another check? Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, God. I'll take it anyway. Amen. Why? Because God's in control of everything in this world, folks. Spiritual people will sing and pray and worship and pray and testify and tithe regularly. See, biblical principle. Are you ready? Here's a biblical principle. You're going to find in the scripture. Jericho was the first city Israel conquered after in, entering Canaan. Do you agree with that statement? Very first place they came to was Jericho. Very first place they came. Now look at this scripture. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord, Joshua 6 and 19. These were the instructions of God in regards to Jericho because why? Jericho was the first fruits of the land of Canaan. It was going to be the first place God was going to give them. This is the first one, thus it's the first fruits. So then God says, all of the gold and the silver and the brass, it's going to come what? Back to the treasury of the Lord or back to the house of God. Why? Because we need to establish this principle of first fruits. Now, some people say, well, I don't understand what happened to this guy and everything. Okay, I'm explaining to you tonight why God acted the way he acted. Here we go in the scripture. And the Lord said unto Joshua, get thee up. Wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. Transgressed my covenant. Transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Oh, well, God, why are you getting a little upset here? Achan stole some of the first fruits, and they became an accursed thing to him. You wonder why in the world did God get so upset? Because God was in establishing a principle that he wanted the children of Israel to learn from that day forward. First fruits are mine and don't touch my first fruits. If I'm going to give you Jericho and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to give you the stronghold, I'm going to give you something you cannot get on your own. Come on, some of us have been blessed beyond what we should be blessed. We get more money than we should be getting because really our education and our background, it shouldn't get us there. But what does God come along? He gives us more than what we really deserve. Blesses us more than what we really have. But folks, that's when we have to turn around and say, God, first fruits are yours. That's the reason why God was really upset. Now look at this. How did God feel about Achan taking the first fruits? Oh, let's read. And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan and the son, the son of Zerah and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and what is it? And his and his and his oxen and his asses and his sheep and his tent and all that he had and brought them unto the valley of Achor. 
Look at this. And Joshua said, why hast thou troubled us? How do we trouble you? You touch God's first fruit. That's how you troubled us. Do you get this, folks? One man stole the first fruits of God, and the whole tribe suffered. God was making sure they get the principle, and the principle was first fruits are mine, and nobody is to touch my first fruits. And if it does, there's going to be a price to pay. Now look at them. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Why was he so mad? First fruits. It wasn't just about them disobeying and taking the silver and all that stuff. That wasn't the, the point was they had broken the principle that God wanted to establish in his, in his people, and that is the first fruits comes to me. And don't mess with it. Well, again, wherefore the name of the place in which called the Valley of Acord unto this day. That's the reason why you read in Malachi, and I wanted to make sure you understood that, that one verse there. It said, and you're going to be per cursed. Do you guys remember reading that verse? He said, where have you stole from me? You stole me a tithing offering. Then what's the next verse says? He said, I'm going to curse you. Principle is established. Principle is established right here. What's cursed? You're cursed. What's cursed? Your children are cursed. Mom and dad, you need to hear your pastor. I'm telling you the honest to God truth. He, put an, he established a principle about the first fruit. And God said, don't touch my first fruit or you're going to be a curse. And his sons and his daughters paid the price just like dad did because dad stole the first fruit. God was established primal. Then you get over to Malachi hundreds of years later and he comes along and says, you steal from my first fruits, you're accursed. You, your kids, all of you are accursed. Folks, we need to understand how God views things and quit thinking, oh, it's just an optional deal. I'm trying to make sure we understand the importance of being in line with the Word of God. We need the blessings of God upon our life and upon our family's life, upon our children's life. Hallelujah. And I can tell you, I have watched around the palace of praise that people who did not pay their tithe lost their families. Bishop, did I, am I telling the truth? <laughs> I'm not just making stuff up. The numbers are there, folks. They had issues and would not want to pay their tithe, folks. And in time, folks, God, you think you can reverse God's mind on things? You can't reverse God's mind. Yes. Yeah, that's right. You know, in this case, robbers go to hell. <laughs> you rob from God, you're going to be more, and it's going to be a very hot prison you're into. But it's right. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm tr look, at your, look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's trying to bless you. <laughs> I'm trying to help us. I'm not upset at anybody. I am getting a little enthused about this because I want us to be blessed, and I know it works. It works. I have been in places where it was tough to pay our tithe, and it's like, Lord, are you serious? I'm going to have to pay my tithe. Really, God? No, I didn't have to pay my tithe. I got a privilege to pay my tithe. Nobody forced me to pay my tithe. And I watched miracle after miracle after miracle happen. And we're living, we're still breathing today. And we, you can tell we have not starved 
folks. Because God blesses us. That's the reason why at the palace praise. We give money you guys don't even know about. We give money. We give money. Why? Because it's what we're supposed to be doing is giving and blessing people. We do that around here. And it's so amazing to me. We'll give and say, okay, I'll, we'll give there and bless them. And we'll give there and bless them and help those people there and help that. And, they, and the next thing you know, boom, out of, out of the blue, Bishop, here comes money back into the tithe. They're back in the offering. You're going, okay, God, let's try that again. <laughs> let's give them more. And that's the reason why we're trying to increase our offering. Not because, we're, because there's a principle there. If we want blessing, I'm not interested in getting all the money back in. What I want to do is, God, I want you to send us some souls into the house of God. And we're going to be faithful in our global missions and our North American missions and supporting all of these ministries and helping everybody. And God, what I'm doing, I'm doing what you told me to do and then you'll do what you're supposed to do. What? Get, send us hungry hearts, folks. And he is. I got a call from a pastor. He said, yesterday, he said, hey, I've got a man that's moving to that area right there. Here's his contact number. Get a hold of him. I'm excited about that. I'm supposed to meet up with him. And he's, and maybe we can get him to come to the palace and pray. God is opening doors and bringing people across our path. Thank God for that. Amen. Am I doing too long? Let's see. The reason why I was a little late is because the policemen had this thing out here and they want me to look on the cameras. That's what I was trying to do. So I wasn't trying to miss prayer and worship. I was trying to get the recording for the police officers for something that happened out here, whatever that was going on. They wanted our cameras. Those cameras come in handy, man. We're, we're practically working for Washington County now. Man, we should charge them. I don't know. But anyway, we go on. Biblical principles for giving. Here we go. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. Everybody said, as God hath prospered him. That there be no gatherings when I come. That's 1 Corinthians 16 and 2. There's your principle, as God hath prospered him. This is, God, you know, God is fair. He is so fair. He doesn't come to you and say, okay, I want everybody in the house to give $1,000 every week. Number one, we couldn't do it. But God comes along and says, you give as I bless you, proportionally as I bless you. Did you realize if we follow the principle of tithe, everybody's given the exact same amount, proportionally? You may have more zeros behind it than I do or vice versa, but the fact of the matter is we're all giving the same portion of the blessing of God. As he has prospered us, we all give then our tithe to the Lord. God is so, and you know what's so neat about this? Did you realize if you take 10% from 100, you still got 90? <laughs> Isn't that pretty cool? He could have said, let's split it 50-50. <laughs> you take 50, I take 50. Man, that would have been pretty tough there. But you know what? If he had even asked us to do that, you know he would have blessed us with that other 50 to the point we would have lived well. Because that's just how God operates. He takes such good care of us. There are men that have got blessed to such an extent they stopped paying 10% and started paying 90%. I'm not making this up. They did that, folks, and God still overwhelmed them with financial blessings. It's just the way God is. Oh, it's just doing good. For if there be... First, a willing mind. Everybody say a willing mind. <laughs> That's sometimes the problem. <clears throat> it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that that he hath not. 
For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by an equality. Woo. Now, that now at that this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want. Can you guys see this? God works things out. Do you know sometimes God puts money into your banking account that's not for you? He's just trusted you with it to give it where he wants it to go. That's the reason why sometimes we pray and we'll feel like God will say, I want you to give $200 to this special offering, to this missionary, this thing. And you're saying, oh, that's interesting. Do you realize God gave me some money? Wow, okay, God, I'll give it. Or sometimes it's called a faith promise. <laughs> Anybody ever been in that faith promise deal? <laughs> yeah, God says, give this money. And you're going, God, I thought you were omniscient. Apparently you haven't been looking at my checking account, have you, God? Because it's not there, God. So then God says, write a check. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but then we have to trust the Lord. How many have done that before? God has impressed you with something. You saying, I don't know if I should really give this, but you gave it. Anybody in the house? Do we have anybody in the house? Now then, can I ask you a question? Has God then turned around and provided that money back to you or supplied the need for things? Can I get a witness in the house? <laughs> Is it not a dangerous thing sometimes for us to do? <laughs> it feels dangerous out there, don't it? <laughs> it's walking by faith. And it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that hath had gathered little had no lack. 2 Corinthians 8, 12 through 15. What's the principle? Give according to what? We have been given, folks. That's a principle that God has. Give according to what God has given to us. Here we go. These are some principles. I'm trying to hurry because I know my time's running out here and some of you are already asleep. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also. Man, it's a principle of the word of God. Here we go on. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, there's that attitude, are, not, are of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now let's look at some principles, biblical principles that we found just in that one portion of scripture. Here's one of them. As we purpose in our heart, as we purpose in our heart, like I said before, the Giving and the attitude must be in line. They cannot be out of line. So as we purpose, our heart has to be in this giving. If you feel like pastors is making me tithe or I feel like I have to tithe, folks, I'm here to tell you, that's not where you're going to be blessed. As the, you, we purpose in our heart, not grudgingly, not grudgingly, nor not out of necessity, these are all biblical principles. Give cheerfully. Hilariously. Ha 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 ha. Oh, yes, God. Ha ha. Woohoo. Yes, God. Ha ha. There we go. Woohoo. Yeah. Not. <laughs> ah. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
not what he wants us to do. Give cheerfully, folks. Oh, some of you are finally smiling there. All right. Give cheerfully. That's what God wants us. It's a biblical principle is for us to give cheerfully, folks. When we do this, you should understand, when we are doing this, this is worship unto God. I stated it earlier, it's worship to God. I mean, we won't mind raising our hands, but one of the hardest things to do is reach our hand back here. It's easier to put them up than it is to stick it in that back pocket and get some money or stick it down in that purse or push tightly and give. We try to make it real convenient for everybody to be able to give and stuff to make it available, but the fact of the matter is oftentimes it's not because we don't have to give, it's because we don't have the want to give. Oh, this is good teaching tonight. I'm going to go over it again. Biblical principles. As we purpose in our heart, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, give cheerfully. Here we go. Are he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Wow. Sincerity. Wow. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Wow. Romans 12, 8. Wow. Everybody say, God loveth a cheerful giver. Means to laugh hilariously. <laughs> I'm going to stop because I'm done tonight. Tonight, I'm wanting you to be benefit by the promises of the word of God. I challenge you. I challenge you. Put God's word to the test. For those who may not be paying tithe or maybe you're not paying tithe the way you should have been paying tithe or didn't understand it, I, I would just challenge you. How many people have truly been blessed by giving to the Lord? It is amazing what the Lord has done here at the Palace of Praise. We gave a record offering for, for children's ministry this year. It just blew me away when we uh, got ready to, to give that offering and stuff. It's like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. I, I can't remember now, hun, what, what place did we place in the nation? I told you and I forgot now. Yeah. He sent me the thing and I can't remember now. But folks, it's way up there. I wish I could remember now. But it was way up there. And when you look around, you've got churches that run 1,000, 2,000 people. We're, not, we're a little under 2,000 tonight. Did you notice? We got about 1,900 missing, apparently. But we're giving the same as some of those churches that have 1,000 and 2,000 people. You know why? Because this is a good church who Bishop has taught us well, and you guys are obeying the word of God and giving your tithe and offerings. And I commend you, tonight is not a message of condemnation. It's to simply instructions to those who need it and knowledge for everybody in the house, especially our children. Some of our young people now and children are getting jobs. They need to know you need to pay your tithe. We have already set very clear uh, guidelines for people who are going to be on my platform and who's going to be in leadership, you are required to pay tithe. 
Simply because why? Because I want you to be blessed. And did you see how Achan affected everybody? Then some one person could affect all of us, and I don't want that to happen. So I want everybody to be on board. I want you to be blessed above all. And that's the key to the whole deal. Hun, did you want to tell them about your thing? No, you tell them, because it's your guy's thing. No, go ahead. The Mother's Memorial. They do, we just got a letter. Uh, I got an email, and she got a call uh, from Sister Gleason. Go ahead and stand up and tell these folks about the offering for Mother's Memorial this year. I think that's good. We haven't planned on doing it, but I can, we can do it right now. $15,000 we gave to Mother's Memorial. Did you guys hear that? 15th place. Yeah, get your mind around that. <laughs> That's like when you count, we're just under 14. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So there was only that many churches in the whole UPC that gave more than you guys. Now get your mind around that. But you know why we were able to give that kind of money? Because he gave to us. You were able to give and we were able to give because of the blessings of God. We couldn't give unless he didn't give it to us. We don't have the money unless God gives us the money. So that there is not about just us. It's all about him. God has provided for us, church, over and over again. That's the reason why we're given to missions. And folks, you gave a, gave a great offering on, on, uh, on, um, went on Sunday night for our missionary there. Uh, he came through. I gave him $1,300, folks, for on a Sunday night offering. Why? We need to bless them. Give to these folks and bless them. Why? You guys gave and we gave and we all gave together. That's a good offering. I guarantee he's going to look and say, wow, that's a good offering for one night for about 30. No, it was about two hours. Two hours preaching. Let's all stand. He did an awesome job. Awesome job. That's what we're supposed to do is bless. Bless people with God. God has given to us in our giving. Amen. Everybody say tithe. Now let's say tithe is of God. <laughs> tithe is of God. Amen, amen, amen. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you're tithing, but I can tell you this, those that have been have been truly, truly blessed by God. Amen. Well, I hope you've been helped by the lesson tonight, and I'm not trying to push anybody. You do what you feel like you need to do, but there's your word of God. And young people, you guys have got jobs. You need to be paying your tithe. It's so interesting. Some of our kids are so well-trained, um, they'll, they'll pay a quarter on tithe. They'll, they'll put a quarter. Brother Anderson, isn't that the truth? I mean, some of them will give you a quarter. They'll say, tithe, 25 cents. You think that, that oh, that's, that's crazy. No, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Awesome job, 25 cents, 50 cents. It's not because we're having to have the money. It's all because it's him. We're giving to him. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for these fine folks that are here tonight. 
Thankful, oh God, for the opportunity we have to serve you, Lord, and we are thankful, God, for the opportunity, Lord, to give unto you. I pray, God, tonight that you would help us, Lord, to receive the word and help us, oh God, to increase in knowledge, understanding, and to apply it, Lord, to our lives. I pray, God, that you would lead us and guide us and direct us. Help us, Lord, to have faith in your word and to believe your word and to trust you, God, in your word and understand, God, it's the first fruits that you desire, Lord, for us to give unto you. I pray, God, you would help us, Lord, when the enemy lies to us, God, that we would rely, Lord, upon the truth of the word of God and by it, Lord, to truly be blessed. I thank you, Lord, for the blessings you have already poured out upon this people, God, upon this church. You've been good to us, God. Thank you for our jobs that we have, Lord, and the things you have provided for us, God. Thank you for our houses and our food, our clothing, Lord, this fine family of God that we are part of, every breath we breathe, the strength we have in our bodies, health, God. You, O oh Lord, have given us everything we have, and Lord, we are so thankful and give you all glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, you're dismissed in Jesus' name, and we will see you then on Sunday, the Lord willing. Amen. Global missions. Oh, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Pause.